When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two versions of the Steelers' offense are set to collide. Only one will emerge as your 2022 starters. Welcome to the Steelers' update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Stellas so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. It was never going to be easy to replace Big Ben Roethlisberger as the Steelers' franchise quarterback after 18 long seasons. So, the team wisely decided to purchase two lottery tickets, not one. The Steelers did so by signing former second overall pick Mitch Trubisky in free agency. Then, they drafted Kenny Pickett at pick 20 in the 2022 draft and they got the first quarterback off the board. This sets up two versions of the Steelers' offense, which are now set to collide in 2022. These two versions will go head-to-head at training camp, set to begin later this month and throughout the preseason that lasts deep into August. Despite the coming competition, however, the outcome could be a foregone conclusion. The journeyman Trubisky seems to hold the upper hand over the five-year starter from Pitt, Pickett. Well, we're about to see. There's another seemingly interchangeable part that could play a big role in how the 2022 Steelers' offense unfolds. I'm talking about the unsettled contract situation surrounding the Steelers' best wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. It's looking increasingly like the Steelers are going to pass on paying the third-year Johnson $20-plus million a year. But that is his worth on the red-hot wide receiver market in the NFL. Instead, the Steelers will look to rapidly develop their raw rookie out of Georgia, George Pickens. Everyone is predicting Pickens will flourish early and often within the Steelers' offense. But what if he doesn't? Is it really a wise strategy to let go of a precise route-running receiver in the Antonio Brown mold after just three years of striking gold in the draft with Johnson? Are receivers this easily replaced? If you look at the sky-high value the NFL places upon prolific pass catchers, they are not. Rather, star receivers are rightly seen as essential ingredients in a pass-happy NFL to competing for and ultimately winning a championship. Yet, here are your Steelers ready to snapshot their pocketbooks on Johnson and move on after just three years. This decision could come back to haunt. As for Mitch Trubisky being easily dislodged by Kenny Pickett, which many Steelers fans saw playing out right after the draft, it's looking far less likely right now, especially with Pickett third on the practice depth chart behind even, yeah, 
Mason Rudolph. Perhaps the seemingly interchangeable parts in these two versions of the Steelers' offense aren't so easily swapped. Pickett may be no match to outduel Trubisky, and Pickens, as good as he looks, may not be the crisp route runner and playbook impresario that Deontay Johnson has proven to be. The Steelers have seen some big stars come and go. Antonio Brown will rank as the team's best wide receiver in history. And yes, he mentally flamed out, but his production was never matched after he departed. Big Ben is now retired, and not one but two quarterbacks are vying to replace him. They're seen as being interchangeable and replaceable themselves. But this is not tinkering with an old Chevy engine in the backyard. This is a young NFL team that wishes to grow into a champion. Ideally, those key offensive players should get to grow together, not be weeded out for monetary reasons and replaced over and over again. Spare parts don't make much of a Super Bowl team. Now, do they? Despite this quandary, the big debate in Pittsburgh this week is not on the field, it's off of it. That's what happens when two decades of history are stripped away from Steelers Nation. I'm talking about the abrupt, money-driven shift in the Steelers' stadium name from iconic Heinz Field to all but impronounceable Acrisure Stadium. With the stroke of the pen, and a cashing of a big check, the place ESPN's Chris Berman dubbed the big ketchup bottle is no more, and it's a crying shame. No wonder all of Pittsburgh is protesting. Yeah, sure, money talks. Here's hoping the Steelers use some of that Acrisure cash to shore up both versions of their offense for some lasting longevity. Now, we have much more on these raging Still City debates in your summer vacation edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. And be sure to catch my print column, First Thing Thursday on Penn Live. The memes on the stadium name change alone are going to be priceless. I guarantee it. Right now, let's get right to it. Hey, we... Go to Mark Caboli, writing for The Athletic, and he's handicapping the Steelers' QB situation going into training camp later this month. He writes this, quote, Unless Mitch Trubisky gets hurt or plays terribly in camp in the preseason, it's difficult to imagine a scenario where he doesn't start the season as the number one. How long he stays there will depend on how he plays. Kenny Pickett received only third-string reps in OTAs in minicamp. The Steelers downplayed this, but it could be an indication of what their plan is for their first-round pick, at least early in the season. You won't hear this from the Steelers, but getting NFL ready with limited first-team reps in camp and three preseason games just will not track for Pickett to start anytime soon, unquote. So, what's Caboli's Bottom line, looking at the QB situation, well, he writes this, quote, Trubitsky can run Matt Canada's offense. He was cheap. He was available. That's why he's on the roster. I wouldn't worry about Pickett yet. He got a good baseline in the spring of the playbook, 
and how things work. That doesn't mean he will be the number three all of August, unquote. But Caboli also gives us a big dose of realism about both quarterbacks' chances of success in 2022. I'll read it and you weep. Quote, the Steelers are going to either have a rookie or a journeyman as the most important position in sports. Eventually, a quarterback needs to make plays. And when you have Pickett and Trubisky, do you feel confident they will be able to, in their first year with the organization, make those plays? I think that's where all the trepidation comes from. And honestly, it is warranted. It doesn't mean it will happen, but they have a better chance of stinking than being pro bowlers, unquote. Well, that's really the realistic bottom line, and Kaboli does not varnish it for us and make it pretty. Now, the wild card is this Matt Canada offense. Will it click? Can Trubisky make it click? Kaboli says, this idea that the Steelers really ran this offense last year is folly. He says, we ain't seen nothing yet. He says, quote, it's all about movement, the movement of the pocket, movement of the receivers to get movement out of the linebackers and play action off of that. We saw some of it last season, but nothing like the full offense. They just didn't have the personnel, i.e. an immobile Big Ben, to run it, and they put a hodgepodge scheme together on the fly, unquote. Now, as for the odd man out of the Steelers' QB room, he may not be out. Mason Rudolph is very much in play to make this team, according to Caboli. He writes, quote, Many are writing off Rudolph, and he is very much in the middle of a numbers crunch at the position. But you have to wonder if the 2019 season scared Tomlin, and he's willing to eat $3 million to have peace of mind at the most important position in sports. This is a very fluid situation and will remain that way. But I can see Rudolph being the number two on game day and Pickett being more of a long-term guy if Trubisky gets hurt, unquote. Now, that's the breakdown of who will be throwing the ball. But what about catching it and running it? Good question. And again, we turn to Mark Caboli with answers. He has thoughts on the hot topic of receiver Deontay Johnson's worth to the Steelers as well as the real power centers of this still-developing Steelers offense for 2022. He writes this, quote, Deontay Johnson's contract situation will dominate the talk around the team until or if it happens. He's a $20 million per year receiver, or is he? Probably not, but he is valuable to what the Steelers want to do, especially stretching the field something he didn't do a ton of in his first three years. The Steelers will offer him what they believe is market value. Then the decision will be up to Johnson whether he wants to accept it or test free agency next year, unquote. Now, as for how Caboli sees this playing out in reality, he predicted this about the Johnson contract situation, quote, the Steelers will offer him something 
and it won't be what he thinks he can get on the market and he will get paid next year somewhere else. That's the way I see it working out now. Sports Track projects his market value at $22 million per year. The Steelers aren't paying a receiver $22 million per year. He will sign with the Packers next year for $93 million over four years. Unquote. Wow, that's Kaboli laying it out there and making a bold prediction of Deontay Johnson with Green Bay for a whopping $93 million over four years. That is incredible. So that turns the page in Pittsburgh to George Pickens. Will he pick up the slack? Well, Kaboli has a little cold water here as well. He writes this, quote, Pickens isn't going to be asked to do much in 2022. Many rookie receivers are like that, but Pickens is big and fast and can high point the ball. If he's asked to do what Martavius Bryant did in his rookie year, big plays and red zone, that's all you can ask, unquote. In other words, if we see Pickens come on as the season develops and we see him playing more of a bigger role in the red zone, and uh, uh, you know the splash play that Mike Tomlin loves. Hey, that's that's all we can hope for. In other words, he's not ready to take over the offense and the uh, the Johnson role by no means. So, where will the production come from? Well, how about that big Penn State tight end looking to make some big moves in his sophomore year with the Steelers? Here's Caboli on Pat Fryer move. Quote, a star in the making. He finished with 60 receptions and seven touchdowns on only 79 targets while playing 62% of the snaps for a limited offense in 2021. The scary part of Pat Fryer's rookie season is that he never put up more than 58 yards receiving in a game. With Eric Ebron gone, that number will go up. He will be a top 10 tight end in the NFL or higher by the end of the season, unquote. Now, we like that. We like that. And if you like that, where do you hear what Kaboli says next about the key piece of the Pittsburgh offensive puzzle? I give you the nasty tree trunk leg, Najee Harris. Says Kaboli, quote, the offense is going to run through Harris this year just as Mike Tomlin wants it to. With the uncertainty at quarterback, that's likely a good idea. Harris has transformed his body into something even more than it was last year. And last year, he was pretty powerful at running back. If the front five offensive line can give him a crease, a crack, anything, then it's going to be a special season for Najee Harris, unquote. That's what we like to hear in Pittsburgh. And if it is a special season for Najee, the Steelers will stand up and cheer. I guarantee it. Great stuff from Mark Boley, as always. But what really has Steelers Nation steaming this week was the end of an era. Heinz Field is out as the Steelers stadium name after 21 years. The hollowed ground where Pittsburgh plays professional pigskin is now to be known as Acrisure Stadium. Say what? You heard me. Worse, this will be the name for the next 15 years. 
according to the naming rights contract that the Michigan-based insurance company struck with the Steelers for a reported $10 million a year. By contrast, the Ketchup Company got to stick its name on Heinz Field for 20-plus years for a paltry $50 million total. In other words, this was all about the money, not the tradition. Said Steelers president Art Rooney II, quote, All I can say is I think it brings us in a more competitive range with other stadiums around the country. That was really the goal, to be in a more competitive situation with our peers. Things like this allow us to be competitive in Pittsburgh. We thought we understood what the market value should be and compared it to other stadiums around the country, and that's the range we were shooting for, unquote. According to SteelersNow.com, the deal gives the Steelers the 11th highest rate for a naming rights contract of an NFL stadium. That is a huge jump from having the second lowest rate in the NFL from that Steelers deal with Hines. So there you have it. I mean, it's dollars and cents, and it does make sense. But Steelers Nation doesn't have to like it. Here's Trib Live writing on the name change blowback. Quote, social media disapproval poured from all corners in wake of Monday's decision by the Pittsburgh Steelers to change the name of Heinz Field to Acrisure Stadium, unquote. Of course, one of the biggest critics was none other than Ben Roethlisberger, who tweeted out that he couldn't believe this was real. It was damning indictment from Big Ben Roethlisberger, who now stands as the last QB to play and win in the old hallowed Heinz Field. Tweeted Ben, quote, I can't believe it. It doesn't seem right or real. Home will always be Heinz Field. I will never forget that last game and all the amazing fans at Forever Heinz. Forever Heinz. Well, the name, the new name, might go down a lot better should the Steelers get back to winning some playoff games in this Acrisure Stadium. That's one thing I'm Acrisure about. Well, and uh, we will see because I'll tell you, the, the, the chance of winning and, and, and having a great 2022 start with training camp, and we're going to be back in Old Latrobe. And the return to, of training camp to where God intended it to be, St. Vincent College. And all those beautiful practice fields in the late July and August sun. I, for one, cannot wait. And if you can't wait, stay tuned right here on your Steelers Update Podcast. It's fresh every Wednesday. So sign up wherever you download your favorite audio and you'll get it fresh and new as soon as it is off my recording mic. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.